that. I, I'm. I really want to know. Like, I know I read a post that you said it didn't happen overnight, but you had the pictures, right? And it showed. Mm-hmm. I think it was the 2014 to the 2015 yep. picture. It looked like it looked like it happened overnight, dude. <laughs> like, holy dude. cow, man! Your transformation was, is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, going from like going from thick to uh, a base level of fitness. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was it was dramatic. It was really, really interesting. Uh, I was just chatting with a friend the other day. Like the first time I noticed as I as I started, and when I do things, I kind of go all in. Yeah. I don't kind of go all in. I go all you in go every all time. In. So when I when I stepped into a uh, it was a CrossFit class because uh, okay. I've just been running for years trying to figure out how to not so fluffy and it had it literally if i run enough can that help me stay thin even sure. though i'm drinking like three ipas a day and eating like garbage all the time like yeah I, but I, I i stepped into a class and realized like i'm not fit these people are all very fit and some of them are much thicker than me but they're so they're so fit like yeah. this is insane so i started working out you know doing that like six days a week i went crazy uh and like it was around the fourth month there was this workout that had some running and I don't know, yeah. pull-ups and burpees or something. And I was uh, I headed out on this 400 meter run. And as I was coming back, the sun was at my back. I saw my own shadow on the ground Yeah. and my shadow had shoulders. Oh, and I was like, cool. what? who is that guy? Who, Holy is, who shit. is that guy on the ground? Like, Oh my gosh, I have, I have, sh- I have roundness to my shoulders. Yeah. And again, at the moment I was like, this is an optical illusion. It's Can't just a weird, me. it's a weird shadow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then I actually saw myself in pictures, you know, even at the around the four month mark, yeah, going from literally having shoulders that just drop straight down to some roundness to them. And yeah. then, yeah, by that first year, um, you know, my abs started coming, coming in again and, and just a little bit of fitness Yeah, you know, by year two, three and four, uh, the body fat percentage, like just all dropped. And so sure. now you can just see all the muscles, which was um Pretty cool. Not overnight, but it is dramatic. It's when you see the guy holding a red stripe in Jamaica yeah. versus the guy working out in a gym, it doesn't – I mean, I, I, I reversed time yeah. in that situation. Yeah, you did. And did your diet change at all during this dramatic point in your life, like while you're kind That's of a, going down this transformation path? I had a, a friend right around the time that I started uh, getting serious about fitness again. A friend had shared with me – it's just a little, I had, I had no idea about nutrition. Yeah. If someone told me like a diet or, you know, fitness starts in the kitchen, I would completely dismiss that. Sure. I'm like, that's not true. It, it starts by actually being active and working out. And, yeah. But I didn't know. I just, in my mind, I had, was convinced I didn't need nutrition, but I did realize that I was uh, right around that time, generally eating a giant bowl of cereal for breakfast. And okay. normally I was trying to go with a quote unquote healthy cereal, like great nuts with uh, fiber you know, one or whatever sugar, yeah. you know, really high, uh, you know, just straight carbs yeah. or wheat checks or something. And uh, a buddy of mine was like, dude, are you, you know, you eat that for breakfast every day? I'm like, yeah. He's like, man, do you like crash at like 10 AM? I'm like, yes, uh, I always okay. crash at like 10 AM. And he's like, you, you know, just if you have this super high glycemic index, da, 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 I didn't know anything about anything. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll try like, I'll try like eggs and, and toast or More classic uh, breakfast. Something else. So I, so I, I kind of made that switch and okay. I, I noticed my energy levels changing and I, I didn't really dive into the nutrition component 
so that uh, most of that transformation happened by slightly reduce. We're really just changing my breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> I changed my breakfast from cereal to actually like eggs and uh, and, Cleaner, and broccoli or eggs food. and a piece of toast. Yeah, real yeah. food. The rest of my day was like leftovers for lunch, whatever was for dinner. That was fine. I wasn't overly focused on it. Um, but I certainly, I mean, by not guzzling down two cups of, of, of grape nuts for breakfast, yeah, that reduced my caloric intake. Looking back on it, I'm sure I cut 500 calories a day just by changing my breakfast, which resulted in changes in my, uh, my body. Yeah. yeah. And then about a year, year and a half into into it, I started re- understanding more about nutrition mm-hmm. uh, and just switched over to eating pretty much um, real food. I, 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 we just stuff. call it that, like yeah, non-processed stuff. So I'm eating real food. Yeah, still drinking beers. Um, sure, way too many beers. And, I, I love about, beers, though, man. I can't. I uh, it's, uh, I'm in the same boat as you. I I, yeah. I like my alcohol, so <laughs> you know. I, and it's it's it, it was. For me, it was like two to three beers, probably five to six days a week. So I got just, you. again, we think about like how many calories are in really good beer. Like yeah. the better beer, the That's more true. calories. So yeah. I was I was loving IPAs. And um, at a certain point, I, I decided about the middle of 2017. So I, I started this process in 2014. In the middle okay. of 2017, I was like, you know, I'm just going to, I read like the book Wheat Belly and and. Uh, read another book called Undoctored and was just learning that really if I stay away from grain-based foods, which are just really packed with, um, you know, easily processed carbs. So if I just switch off of that and go to, you know, meats, vegetables, nuts, seeds, um, you know, very little like starches. If anything, it's a vegetable starch, like a sweet potato or something like that. Yeah. Um, And pretty much no sugar. I went with that stopped drinking beer i did switch over to having a glass of wine from time to time and yeah. man my body fat percentage dropped from like like 15 16 i owned a gym at the time so i had a, wow. a body fat scanner it was pretty handy but dropped to just below 10 percent body fat oh, that's uh, amazing that's amazing removing all of it yeah it was insane and it was overkill like i i, I i'm not a, a competitive athlete at mm-hmm. a nine percent body fat i'm at about 12 percent body fat man okay. i can I can crush some souls. Yeah, you could do, uh, so you could I, do some damage. I basically had to learn how to eat enough food. Ah, oh, that's tough it, too, it, man. That's a hard. Dude. That's a hard. Yeah, that's that's a transition, yeah. and and I get it. You yeah. know, it's like then you have to get into the nitty gritty, and it's like, okay, here we go. Like this is this is what mm-hmm. I got to do if I'm going to be this elite athlete. You know. Yes. Like now, my goal is like right around thirty-five to thirty-eight hundred calories a day. Oof, As a guy that's you know five-eight, I'm one ninety-five. I need thirty-five hundred calories a day. Um, you know, two hundred twenty grams of protein Damn. is effort. You know? Yeah, yeah, it is. It takes work to do that. It takes work to eat enough carbs if you're not eating. Um, if I'm not eating oatmeal or if I'm not eating bread, yeah, uh, I have to have to eat. Uh, I think you eat a good amount of food. And, um, you know, yeah. I train. I, I do online training with a lot of my, uh, a lot of guys. And yeah. um, for most of them, in order for them to drop 20 pounds, they're actually eating way more food than they ever imagined or that they generally used to eat because they, when you switch from eating like cereal and a for breakfast sandwich for lunch, spaghetti for dinner, when you switch from that to eating, um, you know, whole foods for breakfast, yeah. whole foods for lunch, whole foods for dinner. It's, it's like twice the amount of bulk, twice the amount of 
consumption that's right to get even less calories than you were eating before when you were just shoveling in processed food the yeah guys will, and i and i still feel this they'll call me like jason how am i going to lose weight um eating this much food i'm like dude i get it it's you feel full right like it's almost like you're missing your numbers like, it's, yeah, i'm not i'm not hitting my numbers yeah that's cool give it a week or two your body will catch up you'll figure it out but yes you have to plan to eat um which is a novel concept, like planning to eat, planning my day literally around when and how I'm going to eat. I do that every day. It's true. Let's see, when am I going to eat? When am I going to work out? And then how am I going to fit in work and family outside of all of that? I think not fit them in, but like yeah. place things where, where I'm going to make the most out of each one of those activities. But food is one of those like foundational plans for the day. Oh, it is. This oh, is when I eat breakfast, I eat lunch one, lunch two, dinner. Um, yeah plan for a snack tonight because you know i like to eat a little snack yeah, at eight o'clock so i budget yeah. some time for that you know and, and it's but it's so amazing that you said that because i think nowadays you know with with fad diets and everything just just the idea of simply eating on a re on regular intervals has lost its its touch with mm -hmm. how people mm -hmm. need to go about weight loss and my dad actually he lost 70 pounds but what was funny is that when i helped him out he was he was doing exactly what you said, where he was eating a lot of things that were adding unnecessary calories into his day. And then when we simply switched him to like whole food, he felt more <laughs> full and yeah. but he was losing body fat and it was within two weeks. You saw it's like if you looked at the numbers, do and he did the the same body fat thing. I think it was an in body yeah. or something. And yeah, in body, yep. Yeah, That's there you it. go. It's the in body. And he did the in body, and within those two weeks, he was on the perfect like drop in body fat, mm. you know, muscle was going yeah. up. It just just looking at that yeah. that readout, and it was like, like that's the secret. What you did, what people need to do, that's most likely where they need to go, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and it there's multiple variants. You know, some people, for some people, it may be as simple as like not having sugar. Like that's a first step. That's yes. great. Like that yeah. that can transform someone's life, or not having added sugar and. Definitely. Literally reading labels for added sugar. So we think like yogurt, oh, yogurt's good for us. Well, no. yeah, it is. But most yogurt has but, yeah. shit ton of added sugar. So we have to pay attention to that. And yeah. it used to, it's also, I, I had another guy tell me like, since he quit eating so much sugar infused foods, because sugar's and everything, like, yeah. to, like pasta sauce, to find pasta sauce oh, that doesn't yes. have sugar as the second ingredient is hard. You have to work for this. You do. So you remove sugar. And you just eat real food. Then, when you eat something like a strawberry, or you eat like a raspberry, the flavor explosion of of something like that when you're not consuming sugar sugary yeah. products all the time, all of a sudden, like a strawberry is the most delectable thing you've had, or like a handful of like pretty ripe blueberries yes. when they're really sweet, maybe a oh. touch of sour. You're like, dude, this is better than That's... ice cream. You know? Wow. I, um, so you. Your palate changes when you are able to get off of that that like freight train, yeah, and eat real food. And now, like it is, it's it's weird for me to think that. Um, it, generally, now I'm, yeah. I'm not going to over exaggerate. Yeah, I love a bowl yeah. of ice cream, but generally, uh, in the summer, in particular, when like when fruit is ripe, I would love to mow down a whole basket of blueberries Big time. Big versus time. a bowl of ice cream. <laughs> so you true. know, all day. Yeah. 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 And, and the, the, the ID, I think 
do you feel as though people demonize fruits? Do you think people look at fruits and they go, <laughs> I thought I wasn't supposed to have fruits? But what you're explaining, and I completely agree with what you're saying, it's the fact that that you're you're helping your body switch flavor profiles almost. It's like if fruit is good, yeah, you know, it gives yeah. you that that almost that placebo effect with like sugar, you know, but <laughs> heck yeah. And, yeah. And yes, I fruit, fruit at a, with the ketogenic um, kind of wave that sort of uh, swelled up and, and is, it has its benefits. It yeah. Has, it's absolutely valid Completely within certain uh, cases. Uh, but, you know, and I was on that boat for a little bit where I was really trying to keep carbohydrates fairly low. So sure. I never eat a banana or like, you know, apples were probably okay, but really I was trying to stick to berries because they, you know, you could have a, quite a few berries, you know, that, that are super high in, in yeah, sugar content, right? Berries are good. Um, lately over the last year, um, really, you know, in paying attention to the amount of carbohydrates and overall food intake that I'm trying to accomplish yeah. to get 3,500 calories, even someone trying to get 2,500 calories uh, without eating garbage, you know, like sometimes a banana is going to be a very helpful source. Um, and True. yes, it's a banana is going to be more, uh, uh, more of an impact on the sugar side than a sweet potato for sure. Yeah. But I'm having plenty of sweet potatoes and I'm having a banana. So, and often, you know, people will ask me like, Hey, do you, you take supplements? Do you, do you take a workout? What's your pre-workout drink? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't drink anything. For, I mean, I have water. I don't, I don't, Go for a pre-workout drink. Sure, that probably has some sugar, some caffeine, oh, some creatine. It's loaded, um, yeah. Oof. So I, I like creatine. I do take creatine every day, but I I have my own dosage that I take. I, I do drink caffeine. I'm drinking caffeine right now as we talk because yeah. it's delicious in coffee. <laughs> um, it's amazing. <laughs> and as far as sugar to fuel the workout, like most people don't need to quote unquote fuel a workout. Yeah, it's not just it's not long enough, but it, it's there's no problem to do that. And for me, like a banana, like a medium sized banana, not a giant one, and certainly not one of those tiny ones, like a, an average banana. Yeah, about a half hour before working out, I am good to go for an hour and a half session. Like there's tons of energy in that. That's and great. And this isn't like it's not the first thing I've eaten in the day. I fuel in the morning. I've got you know I've got breakfast. It's got like your something regimen. green like broccoli. I've got eggs. I've got sweet potatoes. If yeah. I'm working out at noon, I'm going to have a banana at like 1130, work out at okay. noon, eat lunch after that. Um, but yeah, so I, I enjoy fruit and I also use fruit to help um, yeah. hit my carbohydrate numbers for the day because I just, I can't eat that many sweet potatoes. I, I get, oh, one I know. Thing I get I, tired of. I get tired you know? of sweet potatoes, man. Oh my God. I, I know. <laughs> and And the problem is that, you know, if you're if you're getting ready for, you know, a competition of some kind, I know you can't put a lot of like brown sugar on there or everything, even though <laughs> no. the butter and you got, you know, you can't yeah. make it like taste great. You know, that's the, that's the yeah. crappy part about it. So I did that the other day. I'm like, man, I wish I could just keep putting brown sugar on my Wouldn't sweet potatoes. Be oh, it'd be yeah. amazing. It would change the whole game. So here's my, here's my secret recipe on. Yeah. It's not a secret recipe on, on sweet potatoes because <laughs> I, I have them Sharing almost the goods. every morning. Yeah. You take your sweet potato. Okay. Uh, you toss it in the microwave for two minutes. Okay. You're gonna make it hot. Okay. Um, and then it, during that time, you turn the broiler on in your oven. You turn that oh. on, like, broil on super high. Oh, that's smart. You slice this almost cooked sweet potato up. It's not completely cooked through. It's almost cooked, so it's it's slightly soft, warm, but maybe a little hard. Um, okay. You slice that, lay that out on a pan, put it under the broiler. Now start your eggs, and you you damn near burn these things in the broiler, like. 
Char oh, wow. is good. I love Char is good. I do char. like Char. And it's um man, it makes that sweet potato have a that that charring. So you know, like when you when you roast marshmallows and you, yeah. you, you burn one. Um, it's like more like that's flavor. That's my favorite part. Like some people don't want to burn it. Some I like it burnt, so I eat that char off, and then I roast the marshmallow again and burn it again and eat that char off. Yes. So I like a little bit of char in my sweet potatoes with a little salt. It's a dry, Smart. no butter, no sugar sweet potato that is very sweet, slightly charred with some salt and Ooh. is a good scoop f- to help get eggs onto my fork. I mean, this, here's how we win. We, we optimize the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Opt- wow. Oh, that's clever. Because <laughs> I would do the thing where I put the I put the sweet potato in the microwave, but I would make it completely soft in the microwave. So I would do literally like six minutes on each like, like- too soft. Too soft. It's too soft, and then it's dry, and it's like (laughs) it's a complete problem. And I'm sitting here like I have to have two glasses of water with me to get it down my throat, (laughs) you know. And I'm like, I'm like, there's no way. Stuck in your esophagus. Yes, it does. And I'm like, there's got to be a better way to go about this. And I know, you know, you could you could put it in the broiler and and do all that stuff. But yeah, to your point, it's too long. Yeah, it takes too long. But you got to make the best. You know, out of what you know, you have to eat because after a while, it's like yes. oh, I gotta do chicken again, or I gotta do fish. Again, I know. You know, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, are you a fish or a chicken guy? Are you kind of do you kind of oh, do both? Your chicken, hundred percent chicken. About chicken. Yeah, I love I chicken. You, um, I love chicken. I, I'm not. I don't love fish, but I choose to eat. It's harder fish to do because, fish. Because, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's messier. Um, it, it doesn't. I don't ever trust like leftover fish. Yeah, where I I can I get leftover chicken for days and days, um, but I'm not throwing fish into my like my Instapot so they can have shredded fish for a few days. Um, That'd be a way to. So get, I don't know. That, I that's, that's a good idea. <laughs> I could try some Instapot fish. Yeah, Instapot fish. I will revolutionize the industry. Right I was about there, to say, yeah, you the, need to market this right here. This is different. It's yeah, good, good stuff. <laughs> I, I, fish is. We should have fish as part of our eating profile. Sure. We should. There's good things in fish. Um, it's just a bit more expensive. I tend to want to yeah. eat it uh, if I cook it that day, uh, and if I can, I want to cook it outside because I, I really don't like the smell of fish. So true. if I can throw some so halibut true. or some anything on the grill, yeah. uh, I will do that. I will eat that, and and probably once every two weeks, I mix in fish, okay, um, or shrimp in particular. Shrimp is great as I well. Do like some just to yeah. not have chicken or beef because mm. those are my staples right there. It's just to mix it up. That's, but that, I'm not happy. I'd rather have a, I'd rather have a burger. All oh day my god! Long. Yes. Oh, big time for sure. And people are steering me away from. I did. I did tilapia for a while, and um, mm-hmm. it was very. I, I. I've. I love tilapia, but a bunch of people have been telling me, you know, the, the fact that they're bottom feeders and the fact that, uh, you know, there's there's. I, I don't know. I don't know. I still like it. You know, that's the thing. I still think it's a great solution to buying cheap fish. You know. But yes, a lot of yes. times people have been like, no, dude, you shouldn't do tilapia. I'm like, well, screw you. I like my tilapia. So I don't know. I don't. What right. do you think about that? Right. Uh, I, man, I don't I don't overly care. I go to they, <laughs> and yeah. I literally ask I ask the guys behind the counter. I'm like, hey, um, is this fish that's like four dollars? Is this any good? Because oh, I really like good. for fish. I don't know. I just don't. Like, I know that salmon is a thousand dollars a pound. I mean, not really, yeah, but, but um, it's damn near close. Yeah, it's it comes down to price, and I don't know my fish, but the guys behind the counter at Whole Foods, they know their fish. Yeah. So they help me, and I'm like, hey, I'm looking for a very healthy, nutritious fish. So even like tilapia, I didn't know they were bottom feeders. I don't know these things. I don't know. I I didn't know either until a couple weeks ago. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, hey, I, I'm, I'm just trying to make sense of fish in my diet. Can you help me? Is basically my conversation with the guy at Whole Foods. Yeah. Um, don't buy all my food from Whole Foods, but I do trust their they fish. got some good stuff. Because yeah. one time I went in and I was like, I'm going to make some sushi. Uh, I had a sushi chef coming over and, and she was going to teach us how to like roll our own sushi. That's so amazing. I go to this chef counter at, at Whole Foods and I was like, hey, so we're going to make some sushi. You know, I think we're looking for some salmon, some tuna. They're like, oh, you don't want to use this fish for that. Huh. This, this, this fish needs to be cooked. This is not sushi grade. I was like, oh, wow. I almost killed us. <laughs> I didn't even know. I, <laughs> that, but hey, so but, glad I yeah, asked. yeah, like, like I would, I would imagine if you're making sushi, you got to have the real clean, you know, yes. I approved there's, type of fish. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole thing. There's a whole thing. And there's specialty stores that do this kind of thing. Yeah. That's, um, aren't open on Thursdays randomly on the day that I needed sushi grade uh, fish set. That doesn't day. make anyway, any sense at all. Uh, That's a funny thing. <laughs> we got to close on Thursdays. You know how it is. You're yeah. like, no, I don't, but okay. <laughs> you know, those Thursdays are so crazy. <laughs> they are, man. Geez, just national holidays all the time on Thursdays, you know? So no, but exactly. what, what was your, what was your prep like? So I, I got to touch on this though. You won. You won in 2019. You won your division, right? You were first place in the mm-hmm. uh, 40 through 45 or 44 division, something Correct. like that. Correct. What was prep like yep. for you as far as dieting goes? Were you were you very much just sort mm. of more more strict on yourself, like with what you're doing now, in a sense? Yeah. Okay. Great question. Um, yeah. It's I, I so as soon as I qualified for the games in 2018, that was the first year I went to the games. It was, it was a you were third, dream right? come true to qualify, and I got third. Yeah. That's I, awesome. I went with the intention of like, I just don't want to be last. Like I just, yeah. these guys are elite athletes. I, I am intimidated. Sure. I'll uh, get out on these guys. And I go there first event. I get fifth. Okay. Ooh, we cracked the seal. It's okay. That's amazing. Um, That's next true. year I went back still totally intimidated. Like I go back the next year and like on your shorts, there's a number on your shorts uh, or your shirt. So like okay. if it says 407, my number was 407. That means I was seventh place in the qualifier. Therefore, my number is 407. Okay. 407. Okay. You know, when you see the guy that's 402, you're like, oh my God, I, there's no way. Yeah, that yeah you're like, oh, this are you good. kidding me? Yeah. So you're literally looking at the rankings right in the face. Um, no way. So anyway, it was that was a fun experience. I was intimidated, all that. We could talk about that. But going back to the nutrition piece, once I qualified in 2018, I was like, okay, holy crap, I'm a games athlete now. Um, yeah. Two things need to happen. First thing that needed to happen, and this was something I didn't tell anyone about at the time because I was hiding it generally, even though most people knew, I was uh-huh. still chewing tobacco. Okay. Um, I had I had started chewing tobacco 10 years before that. Yeah. I mean, maybe nine or 10 years, and then tried to quit for like nine or 10 years. Yeah. It's very, very hard to quit. Um, and I am not the most self-disciplined person, although it looks like I am. I There's about certain to... areas where I'm not. Well, can I ask you um, this, though, as far as like chewing yeah. tobacco goes, I... Yeah. Are there even any real health implications with that? Like, did, does it actually you know, jeopardize? Because because thinking about it, <laughs> I don't know. It yeah. just, it doesn't strike me as something well, like alcohol or, you know. It's a good question. It's a good question. Because yeah. here's the deal, man. Matt Frazier, fittest man alive, yeah. right? That dude chews tobacco. Yeah. It's in his videos. Like, you see it. He's got a big old fat dip in. It totally triggers me. I'm like, yeah. dude, if Matt Frazier can have one, I, man, I'm fine with yeah, it. Yeah, so, for go me, ahead. it was just... It was just this one 
thing you know, in my mind at the time. And it was just at that moment, I didn't know that about Matt or anyone else. I just thought to myself, I'm like, man, a games athlete doesn't chew tobacco. And no, I don't think there's any performance issues with it. There's yeah. none besides mouth cancer. And I don't want that. Sure. Um, but that wasn't my, that wasn't my motivation. It was it literally just this internal conversation was I'm a games athlete now and games athletes don't chew tobacco. And I threw the can away. It was a really hard week. And then it got easier and easier and easier. So luckily for, for better, for worse, like I know my own brain, like I, I had to trick my brain into quitting tobacco. Basically you said, I have to trick it and I tricked it and I got it and I, and I'm through with it. Like it's been three years and good for you. I'll never go back because if I, if I touch that stuff, I will remember how much I loved it and I will never do that. So yeah, I did stop that. Um, I don't think that's just not necessary to be a top level athlete. It's just not generally. It's, not it was your own goal. Second, it was, it was just my your, own goal. yeah. Yeah. Your pursuit. I got to break this habit and I, I, I'm tired of like, I'm tired of hiding it. Yeah. You know, I owned a gym at the time and I, you know, I would be coaching a class and I'd have a teeny little dip in because it was like wearing a security blanket for me. And yeah. I needed to shed that one little habit. Um, the second thing I did as I started, it was the first time ever that I actually tracked my food intake. I was attempting to be an intuitive eater prior to that eating sure. healthy whole foods. But this is the first time I actually tracked using like my fitness pal and I'm logging, I'm weighing and measuring my food. Okay. And I, I weighed and measured my food for about three days uh, after I found out that I qualified and realized that I was under eating severely uh, severely under eating. And this was at a point where, yeah, my body fat percentage was, was just under 10%, which is aesthetically wonderful, but, yeah. uh, not necessarily wanted to be where I wanted to be. And given the amount of, uh, training I was doing and a fairly active lifestyle, I was under eating by, you know, at least a thousand calories. Ooh, so yeah. I made an adjustment, started okay. tracking, started eating more food. The first week was ridiculously hard. I bet. And this is where I empathize with you know, people that are changing their diet and now they're eating real food and they're trying to eat enough real food. Yeah. And it's very hard. So it I is. was planning and struggling. It was the first time I started to really pay attention to how I was eating um, or how much I was eating. I was eating healthy, but I needed to double down on damn near everything that I ate. So mm -hmm. I did. Now mm. I'm eating much more sweet potato for almost a whole sweet potato with my breakfast. Oh, wow. Increasing my eggs to like five, six eggs for breakfast of like two or three. Um, you know, on lunches, like not having, I would often make enough eggs in the morning so I could have eggs for lunch. Yeah. Turns out eggs, eggs are great, but they don't have that much protein. No, they don't. Uh, they are not as protein dense as like, you know, shredded chicken, chicken or grilled chicken or, or, yeah. or even ground beef. So I was full for a week or two. But as I was training, um, and I inc my training increased uh, a bit as I was training for the games, uh, I felt fueled for that. Okay, and that was super dramatic. Like I would, I would if it was a longer training session. Um, yeah, I would start to run out of steam, and uh, I knew that I was going to have to swim at the CrossFit Games, so I had to learn how to open water swim. So that's exerting a oof. ton of energy. Yeah, and I, I discovered that by eating enough food. I had plenty of energy to fuel these more intense workouts. And that wow. has continued with me for the last three years. Like I don't track my food every day. Now I, now I, I check and I track about once every six weeks, Okay, maybe once every two months yeah, for a couple of days, I'll track point. everything just to make sure I'm on track. Like I, I and like an audit, am sure. I getting enough? Am I way out of balance on my fats or my proteins or my carbs and trying to stay 
well within range of, of my, you know, 35% protein, 35% carbs, 30% fat, just trying to stay within that range. Um, but wow. that was huge. Eating enough food fueled my training, which made me much stronger heading into the 2018 games. Um, and then continuing that for an entire year into mm. the 2019 games um, where I won the games, um, even at the games, it was strategically uh, attempting to eat enough food through that four or five day weekend of training, of, of working out sure. uh, or of, of events. Um, you know, you're, it's enough activity during those, um, during that competition that I'm losing weight through the weekend. Wow. I'm, I'm shedding, uh, I'm shedding. And so what I'm trying to do, cause I can't eat like, I can't eat a big lunch. I can't yeah. eat quite as much calories as I need. And I can't just pound down huge dinners no. to try to catch up on all these. So I'm, I'm trying to eat as much as I can throughout that event, strategically hitting enough carbs and protein and not as much fats while I'm there. But, but every night, every night at the games, it was literally meal planning and meal prepping for the mm -hmm. next day. So I'd grill a ton of food wow. <laughs> um, every night. So I'd have enough food for that dinner, the next day's lunch, uh, maybe the next day's dinner, but at least I'd have a ton of food to be consuming the entire time, Holy which cow. therefore made it, um, you know, when I'd have a, a brutal day on, in, in 2019, on day one, there were three events. The first event was okay. like, you know, a super fast, sprinty, burpee and rowing event. Oh yeah. The second yeah. event was a little longer. It was a five round, had some rope climbs, front squats, double unders. Uh, and the third event was a 6K rucksack run. Ugh in the blazing heat, like Wisconsin, 90 degrees, high humidity outside four in the afternoon. Yeah. And you run the first 1500 meters with 20 pounds on your back. And every 1500 meters, you add 10 pounds. So you've got 20 pounds, then 30 pounds, then 40 pounds, 50 pounds. Jesus Christ. Finish that event. I know. Yeah. I did, I did well. I battled. I battled the Fittest guys on the planet. Yeah. And got second. Uh, it was great. The guy that got first beat all of us by like two minutes. He was just that on, was his thing. Yeah. He just knew how to do it. I thought I won. As I came in, I was like, yeah, I crossed the <laughs> line. My friends, I'm like, I'm like, did I win? They're like, no, dude, that guy's already taking a shower. He's, <laughs> he's gone. He, he's he's sitting there drinking like beer and stuff. He's, like, oh, you made yeah, it. Dude, <laughs> that guy, he's in the pool. It's fine. Um, you know, but, I was like, okay, so I won that. The next, I mean, that was that was really devastating. Uh, the rucksack run really sure. messes up your leg. The next day, we've got a, two or three workouts. I can't remember, but I remember talking to some of the other athletes who were absolutely wrecked, totally destroyed, oh, probably exhausted from as hell. that first day of events. Yeah, and I felt pretty good. I mean, I, I had really sore quads, but other than that, I felt really good. Lots of energy, and I think that all of that came from being well prepared, well fueled. Um, on a nutrition standpoint, leading into that weekend and throughout the entire weekend, like you have to focus on, it's like a hundred percent of your job. If you want to go and you want to do well and you want to win or, or place well, it doesn't matter. Like your job is to suffer greatly during yeah. the workouts, recover and eat. And that's your only focus for like three or four days. Then you stand on a podium yep. and then you go out and have drinks and pizza and, 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 and live it up a little bit, bit for yeah. a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Holy cow, man. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's, that was huge. It's a great question. I don't think anybody has asked me how nutrition had an impact on, on your games. Well, it was like, 
Yeah. It was like 80% of it, man. It's a huge, huge component. It's a huge, yeah, it's it's a big thing because I know different with with differences in what people do with competitions, you know, I, I've spent some time doing shows like bodybuilding shows and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny how it's it's completely different mindset with the dieting. Where with anybody doing like a bodybuilding show, if you're if you do it right, you're supposed to feel like crap the night before the show. Yeah, right. Like it's so yeah. strange how different it is. Like you're supposed to not feel good when you get up on stage. Whereas with CrossFit, you gotta fuel yourself. You have to I'm yeah. I'm sure you don't feel good because of the workouts right just because of how brutal and exhausting they are but it's weird with the the bodybuilding aspect like your diet has to make you feel like shit and then it's like hey you're doing it right (laughs) like i don't know if that's a good thing you know so it's it's it's, the strangest thing yeah to finish a to finish a workout it's brutal and you feel like you feel like you're gonna die and the first thing you need to do is get back to like your spot, open your cooler, and eat, eat. all the food you can. Yes, which is just the polar opposite. Of, it is. Yeah, like a, a bodybuilding competition where yeah you you have you've manipulated your body to perform at a high level in a completely different way. Yep, completely different way. Yeah, um, and still suffering. I mean, you it, it, in a different is way. Just the core foundation yeah yeah right? it's it's you're suffering with your diet whereas with crossfit you're suffering with the workouts and and still yeah. honestly still dieting because you still have to regulate the hell out of that you know it's just on well, yeah. another another's yeah. end but it's 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 the same deal you're having to look at the workouts and whereas with with bodybuilders you know you just get up there and and embrace the douchebag side of yourself you know you just take off your shirt yes. and be like all right Time to here flex and take pictures for Instagram, but that's, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. But it's the it's just right. such a different approach to dieting. And what about um yes. what about 2020? Did you did you compete in the game? Or did they even have CrossFit Games? Great question. So they uh, they did not have a CrossFit Games for any age group outside of the core, um, yeah, 18 to to 35 year old age group. So, okay. Uh, it was a bit of a bummer, um, but sure. it was also a really big year for transition or of transition for the brand and the the sport and even the cross the ownership of CrossFit. It oh, interesting. the ownership okay. changed hands midway through 2020, and uh, it was it was a good thing. It was it was a really good thing, a positive move for the overall company. Yeah, um, and the, the the games will become a bigger and bigger part of the company going forward, which is really cool because the the games are an inspirational or an aspirational arm of the brand of CrossFit. It's big time. It's like, um, you know, golfers love to watch the masters, masters. Or, or whatever, whatever they're, um, whatever they watch. I think it's the masters. The yeah. They love to watch the PGA, PGA tour. Yeah. yeah was, there's a couple yeah. of them. I and know. It, you know, like even when I, I mean, if I'm in the summer, maybe I play golf once or twice. I'm like, Ooh, I'm kind of into this yeah. and I might watch a golf tournament that weekend. It's kind of fun. CrossFit, the CrossFit games are kind of like that. It's like the best of the best in the world. And you're watching them do workouts that you could, that you kind of do in your gym, but they're doing it insanely heavy and insanely fast. And there's never an expectation that the average Joe will or should be able to do that. Yeah. But it's enjoyable as fuck to watch. It's so much fun to watch these guys do things that are just inhumane. But you, with their bodies. Yeah. Um, But you beat the trend. you you yes. you bucked the trend, yeah. you know the the whole like average average guy can't do it. Well, you were, and then you did it. <laughs> it was like I yeah. did. I I I I 
I found out, um, well, one, I, I've always been somewhat competitive. Yeah. Um, but I haven't, I didn't really have an athletic background prior to CrossFit. I, I did some gymnastics sure. and competed a bit in gymnastics when I was uh, a teenager, like in junior high and early high school. I was never great. And that was a bummer because I wanted to be great. I just wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't great at baseball. I wasn't great at soccer. I wasn't great at running, terrible at golf. Um, Oof, and so I, yeah. when, I found, when I found CrossFit, uh, you know, I, it just turned out that like I was in this gym that had a bunch of people my age. Uh, yeah. It's in the you know, suburbs of Denver. It wasn't like downtown. I wasn't throwing down with meatheads. I was throwing down with people that I like, I couldn't believe that this guy that was just a couple years younger than me was so strong. Yeah. So strong. Um, even the owner of the gym, he was a few years older than me. And, um, in, a, in that CrossFit gym, there was always, you know, you, you do a workout and then you post it to yeah. this, this little online program and it would show like, you know, a leaderboard, almost like who got first place in the workout that day. And, um, yeah, of course that just touched something in me that I was like, Hey, I, 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 I want to get good. And over time I started climbing and climbing and then I started being, you know, close to the top. And then it's just wow. me and the owner of the gym every day battling and like a daily, a daily competition for me was a huge motivator. It was super fun. That slight element of competition helped me to, um, you know, prepare go to bed on time. Yeah. Yeah. Prepare a bit, eat a good yeah. breakfast. Cause I know I'm going to go try to beat Keith today. And it was really, really fun. Then when I opened my own gym a year into CrossFit, I had all that momentum and I had one little CrossFit competition under my belt that I, uh, I had done and I, sure. I super fun to try a competition and i got like sixth place against a bunch of 20 year olds wow so i was i was excited to continue to to train and um try to get really good at the sport then then i discovered i didn't know this before that there was masters categories yeah. in the crossfit games i didn't know I that for about know. a year into crossfit yeah and once i found that out i was it was about the year i was turning 40 and i was like oh man i'm gonna try and not even close year one, not even close year two. Um, and yeah. it was year three of trying that it was when I paid off cleaned up my diet and it really was focused on not overtraining, but doing an appropriate amount of training wow. that I almost feel like I snuck in. I snuck in 13th. The top 20 got to go to the CrossFit Games in 2018. I was 13th. So my number was 413. 413. I'm looking around at the 407s and the 402s. Like these guys are legends. Yeah. Um, oh, and I, I got to I got to compete with them. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, I, it turns out like there's part of it that was lots of drive, um, yeah. lots of discipline. I mean, I love working out, I love suffering, I love doing well. All of those reinforce the behavior of of eating well, sleeping well, recovering well, so you have that to I can love it. Yeah. That's all a machine yeah. for me. Um, and I also got lucky. Like I just happen to be good at this stuff. You know, there's there's guys that that I hang out with, guys that were part of my gym before I sold it. That like they worked as hard. Like there's lots of people that work as hard. I, I think. I mean, generally they they work as hard. They eat as well. They're, they're yeah. very disciplined. Um, and I, you know, there's an element of. Um, you know, I've got a, I've got just about the right height. I've got just about the right body uh, portions that make for good CrossFit. Good, great CrossFit athletes are like five seven, five eight. You've We're got yeah, tall, your proportions are right there. Sport. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, I've got these proportions yeah. that just kind of work. So yeah. I'm lucky enough that I was I I 
I'm good at some of this stuff. And I've been able to practice and practice and practice and hone in those skills and optimize all of that. Um, yeah. There's guys stronger than me, by far stronger than me. Um, there's guys that are better at the gymnastics side than me. There's mm -hmm. guys that are faster runners than me, but I'm really good at all of the stuff, which for the CrossFit, for the CrossFit world, being being the best at anything yeah. um, doesn't necessarily guarantee a win. Being really good at everything. Like if you that's, if that's you get first or second if you get second or third place in every event at the CrossFit Games, you will win. That's awesome. The CrossFit yeah. Games. Yeah. Because unless there's another guy winning first place the entire time. Like that's a whole different story. But yeah. Collecting first, second, third places, um, you know, you don't have to be the best at everything. You just have to be really good at every really good yeah. at everything and not suck at anything. And you're going to get there. And that's kind of me lucky enough to be pretty good at most of the stuff. I was about to say, Still so you're very well-rounded. Well. Yeah. But you've got yeah. this, you've got this, like the all around good athlete kind of structure as opposed to being super good at endurance, but maybe not as yeah. not as good as lifting the heavy ass weights. So, right. Wow. I, I have a particular um, like tenacity. It, there's an interesting difference for me between competing virtually, uh, which is, the entire road to qualifying for the CrossFit Games is a virtual competition yeah. for masters athletes. So, uh, starting actually tonight at um, 6 p.m. my time, the CrossFit Open. It's the first event of this season. There'll be three weeks of workouts that uh, we do either at our gym or virtually, and this um, is the first stage of qualification. These first three weeks, it's you're, three workouts over you're three going? weeks. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's not at the games, it's virtually. So I, okay. they literally announced the workout tonight and I have till Monday to complete the workout and submit a score and have that score validated. Oh, and there's 180,000 wow. or there'll be two or three, maybe even up upwards of 300,000 people in the world doing this same Jesus workout this weekend. Christ. Okay. Um, that have registered. And what'll happen in my age group is after the first three weeks, these first three um, workouts or first three events, the top 10% will qualify for the next round of qualification. Okay. And that will be in May where they'll release five events on a Thursday night and you have to complete all five events by Monday night, submit them. You have to submit videos of you doing those workouts so they can verify uh, your reps, your score, your proper movements, you're your, your within the regulations. Yeah. Um, and then from that, the top 20 will go to the CrossFit games. So, this entire first section for me is virtual, which means I am chasing ghosts. Yeah. I it's me and a it's, clock. And here's the wow. workout. Whatever it is, three, two, one, go. I have to suffer not having any idea what my competition is up to, how good they are, how slow they are, how they're managing it. Where once I get in person, for example, that 6K run um, was awful. It was truly yeah. awful. Yeah. But I, it was me. Besides the guy that was just gone, like that literally like ran it as if he wasn't carrying a backpack. I don't know. He just, he just, he just crazy. went we for didn't, it. Yeah. We didn't know he existed. He was gone. <laughs> he came like, out of nowhere. He and, yeah. Yeah. And I was battling with a guy that was like six feet tall, good runner. Oh, God. And another guy that is known in the CrossFit world for his endurance. And it's me and these two other guys. And I'm, I'm passing them. They're passing me. I'm passing them. They're passing Ooh. me. Until the battle. last 1,500 meters where I'm like, I've got to get going on this. You just got to burn it the out. The fact that I can see them, if, if I can see my competition right there in person, I can chase them down. Yeah. I will you can come up from behind. Soul. Yeah. Yes. 
yeah. I can do that. And I, I competed in a, in a, a large, large competition in Arizona, uh, in-person competition in December. It was amazing. Huge, huge. There was 300 athletes Damn. in Phoenix for this event. Um, all, you know, with COVID and everything, there was a lot of um, uh, technical things they had to do to make sure that we were all, all oh, safe. Yeah, all, yeah. But again, it just got me to taste that, that in-person, if I can see you, I can stay ahead of you. Or if I can see you, I can chase you down. Um, I, I, that's an element of grit. It's not necessarily an advantage. It's just for me, I know that if I can see a person, if I know where they're at, yeah. I will, I can, I, I like to use the word, I'll sell my soul. I don't really sell my soul, but I will. You kind of do I though. You, you, yeah. It's yeah. like, I will die trying to, trying to uh, yes. come up from behind. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I will. You might find me passed out. I will pass out before I quit. <laughs> you should be crawling your way to that. Yeah. Like I'm did it. I did it. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Damn, that's amazing. But that's the that's the competitive aspect. I'd imagine you can't give anything less than that. You know, if you're going to be competing at that Never. level with those people, it's it's you know I've heard tell of it. It's the it's the ultimate. Like you you got to give it everything. You know, hundred and ten percent. Everything. So yeah, on every workout, there's no it's there's you, you can't save it for the next workout. Like yeah. this one matters. And when if you bomb an event, um, the way that it's similar to golf, like if you got 18 holes and if you blow, I don't, I'm not, I don't know why I'm using golf analogy. It's not like it's, I know but, it, about but, golf, but it's kind of, it, it kind of transfers. I mean, I get it. I, yeah. yeah, it makes sense. You fall apart on, you fall apart on hole number six and you know, you're in the water twice. Oh, you, you can't catch up. You can't you're, catch you're up. Out. Yeah. And that's every event at the CrossFit games or in any competition like that, you know, a, a bad performance, one bad performance, you're out. Yeah. You, you cannot catch up. You can work your ass off. And you might get some points back, but you're out basically. So, you're not- yeah. So it's really about like staying within like the top three or whatever. Like you always have to be yeah. just in that in that zone for you to have a chance. Yes, man. Yep. Top three, top five. Uh, you know, there okay. may be an event where you could, um, you know, in a group of, excuse me, in a group of twenty people, you might. Uh, in fact, actually, in 2018, I had an event where I got 17. Okay. Uh, but I collected top fives in every other event and quite a few uh, second, third places, no first places at that first year. But that was enough to get me uh, into that third place position wow. uh, by a number of points, a number of points. I had, you know, there were like 11 or 12 events and I had one not great event, Yeah. but the rest were all very consistent. And That's lucky for did. me that year, a number of guys had a couple of so-so events or okay you know they may have just hung out in ninth place on, yeah. on most events ninth to 12th place on most events and that that puts you in ninth to 12th place overall but if you collect second and thirds you're going to be in a good spot except for like spot. that 117th place you know, we'll yeah we'll just forget about that one it's okay we've, yeah but that's the outlier yeah that's the outlier we've yeah. worked on that we've worked significantly <laughs> we, on that that we won't pushed happen past again. that yeah wow man well